my name is Autumn Dixon, and this week is January 2nd through the 8th, and we are going to be talking about the birth of the Savior. Now, what I want to focus on for this week is the role that Mary played. And I don't think it, I don't think I really have to describe (laughs) how big of a deal it was, what Mary was called to do. I feel like we all have a pretty good idea that what she was asked to do was difficult, took courage, and that was a big deal. That had a lot of significance on the world. And when Mary was asked to do this, she gave, in my mind, a perfect response. So this is what she said. It was Luke chapter 1, verse 38. So angel comes, says, you are going to be the mother of the Son of God. And Mary said, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. So her response said, Be it unto me according to thy word. Now, like I said, in my opinion, this was the perfect response that Mary could have given. And it was perfect in the fact that she was like, Yes, Lord, whatever you want, I'll accept it. But I think we can dig a little bit deeper and learn a little bit more than just saying, oh yeah, just accept his will, right? I feel like there is more in that verse to study. We can learn how we should approach our responsibilities, our callings, the promptings that we're given, or even our life mission, how we should feel when we approach those things. By And we can learn about it by exploring how Mary could have reacted, how she didn't react, but how she could have reacted. So number one, she could have been proud about it, right? And I don't know if this section applies to everyone, but it, I know it does apply to a lot of us. And I know that it definitely has applied to me. I don't believe that Mary was the kind who congratulated herself on being worthy enough to bear the son of God. Right. And I have a lot of reasons for why I believe this, right. The Lord chose her. Yeah, he chose her. And so I think he chose someone who is prepared to nurture the son of God, but we can also deduce this from some of the things that she said to Elizabeth. So this is Luke one and it's verses 46 through 48 is Mary speaking to Elizabeth. And Mary said, my soul doth magnify the Lord and my spirit hath rejoiced in God, my savior, for he hath regarded the low estate of his handmaiden for behold, from henceforth, all generations shall call me blessed. Now, there are plenty of people out there with false humility who are like, oh, my low estate, right? But look at the other words, explore the other words that she is saying. She is rejoicing in the Lord. Like, look at what the Lord has done. She is looking into the future at these from henceforth, all generations, right? She's looking at all the generations in the future. And what is she imagining? She is not imagining them all being impressed with her and her worthiness, right? She's saying from henceforth, all generations shall call me blessed, right? In my mind, she's saying everyone is going to look at what the Lord gave me. Everyone will look at how he blessed me. I think when we 
choose to applaud ourselves, whether it's on purpose or whether we are still working on getting rid of that natural man, when we choose to applaud ourselves for being given a leadership calling or a prompting or whatever it is from the Lord, when we choose to applaud ourselves, I feel like the main reason we do that is because of ignorance, which sounds really rude, but let me explain. We have not yet learned that the Lord likes to do his own work, <laughs> and he also likes getting credit for it because he did it, and it's better for us to remember that he did it. He chooses to work through us because he wants us to grow, but he is the one pulling the weight. And when we can really, really understand that, when we can see reality for what it is, we don't feel a need to applaud ourselves. Now, in the world, we have this hierarchy in society, right, where oftentimes the best are at the top, right? And I think sometimes we try to take this hierarchy and put it into the kingdom of God on the earth, where we think the most righteous are at the top, whether we are consciously thinking that or subconsciously thinking that. I feel like it is kind of just a paradigm that we have because that's how a lot of society works. We try putting it into the kingdom of God. And that's interesting because that's not how the kingdom of God works, right? The kingdom of God is a needs-based program, not a reward system. So all these decisions that the Lord is making about what responsibilities to give to you or what responsibilities to give to others or what people might need in that area, it is a needs-based system. The Lord is choosing to make decisions based off of what we need to learn, on how, on what others need to learn, right? It's not a reward system. Now, is it wrong to desire a calling or to desire to build the kingdom of God? Is it wrong to desire specific responsibilities? I hope not because I have, right? <laughs> In fact, there have been times when I have specifically asked for a calling because I like that calling. I like working with the youth. Obviously, all with the attitude that whatever the Lord wants, that's fine. It is not wrong to desire a specific responsibility. We all have opinions and tastes that of different things that we like. No, the real wrong thing, the real place, wrong place that our heart can be in is when we are desiring the glory that comes with specific callings or specific responsibilities. When you feel that swelling motion where you're like, oh, the Lord trusts me. I must be doing pretty good, right? And we get a little excited or when someone's like, oh my gosh, you'll make such a great bishop, release society president, all this stuff, right? And we like feel kind of good, right? It is those emotions that are based on, well, it's not based on reality. I'll tell you that much, right? What is wrong, also wrong, besides just that, what is also wrong is when we feel angry or even just annoyed about a responsibility or a calling that we have been given. When we are annoyed, like, oh, I really didn't want this responsibility. I really didn't want this calling or thinking that we are above a calling, that we would be giving so much more if we could be given this other calling, if we could just be a leader or a teacher, whatever it is. Those feelings are wrong. And when I say wrong, what I really mean is you're only hurting yourself. So Mary could have been proud. Obviously, she was not, but she could have been. And that helps us explore 
how maybe sometimes we are proud. Other direction, also a form of pride, but we'll be talking about it with different words. Another direction she could have gone is that she could have been terrified when she got this responsibility. When you read about her experience with Angel when she was given this responsibility, there's no indication that he helped her understand what was going to be happening more fully. She didn't understand what the mechanics would be like. She didn't understand how others would view her as her belly started to grow, even though she wasn't married. She wasn't given any assurances that Joseph would not reject her. She probably knew some of the prophecies about this Messiah, about the Son of God and how he would suffer. And she maybe she didn't put it together in that exact moment, but she knew that her son would suffer. I wonder if she ever wondered if she would be good enough, if she would be able to do what was necessary to nurture the Son of God. And in hindsight, we can all recognize the significance of what she gave the world. We can appreciate what she went through to bless this world. We can applaud her for her courage. But I can't help but wonder if we, as we are right now, if we were placed in her exact position would we respond in the same way? Would we also say, look at how the Lord has blessed me? Because I want you to imagine for a second that an angel comes to you and gives you a specific responsibility, not necessarily to birth the son of God, but a specific responsibility. And this responsibility may or may not get you kicked out of your family and your community. It was likely to bring lots of pain and suffering emotional, if nothing else, this responsibility would put a lot of pressure on you to be the best that you could be, right? I can't, I don't know if I would have had the same knee-jerk reaction that Mary had to say, here I am, whatever he wants, or to say, look at how the Lord has blessed me. I don't know whether I would have looked at it as a blessing. And I wonder, because I look at some of my other reactions to responsibilities and callings I've been given. There've been plenty of times when I've received a calling or a prompting about something I need to do, all these different things. There've been plenty of times when I have been excited and I think it sounds really fun and I'm really going to like it. But there have also been plenty of times when I've had more negative emotions (laughs) where I have wondered whether I am capable of doing what needs to be done, whether I've wondered if what I'm trying to contribute is useless. (laughs) I've wondered and been sad about sacrifices I might have to make or wondered about how on earth I would be able to find the time to fulfill these responsibilities, right? And so it makes me wonder if I would have reacted like Mary. Now, she didn't do either of these directions. She didn't get proud or, I mean, maybe there was a little bit of feeling of fear, but she probably worked through those feelings with the Lord. But she accepted and she had the perfect reaction where she's just like, here I am, whatever he wants, right? And that statement indicates a couple of things. It indicates that she had a belief in his wisdom, that he knew what he was doing. 
it indicates that she believed he would help that even though she had all these really like there were a lot of potential things to go wrong she knew that whatever obstacles came the lord would be able to help her and that is precisely the reaction that we we want to get to the point where we have that same reaction where it just naturally comes where we have become the kind of people who feel that way where the Lord speaks and we say whatever you want, right? So sometimes I think it's important to note that sometimes the Lord doesn't speak. Sometimes he wants us to choose what we want and to make decisions and to grow, right? But when he does speak, we need to be ready to accept. We need to have this attitude of acceptance. And to develop that attitude of acceptance, the best way to do it. <laughs> is what I talk about a lot, is just simply drawing closer to the Savior. It's getting to know him, right? (laughs) When you draw close to him, you know that he's wise. You know that he's all-powerful. You know that he has your back and he loves you. You know these things. And so why would you react in any other way? (laughs) You know he's the expert. You know that he's the creator, that he has everything that you need. Why would you react in any other way? If you have been given a responsibility to your calling or whatever it is. And you can feel that natural man inside of you where you are kind of like, Oh, well, what if I can't do this? I'm scared, fear, fear, fear. Or the other side where people are like, Hey, you're going to be so good in that calling. And you like feel kind of good, like about yourself and that you're going to do a really, really good job when you're feeling these ways and you recognize that you shouldn't be feeling these ways. (laughs) the best way to overcome it is to draw closer to the Savior because he'll let you know that he's going to handle it, (laughs) that he's letting you be a part of it, but he's going to be handling it. You do not have to force humility when you have a testimony of reality. And I want to say that again. You don't have to force humility when you have a testimony of reality. When you know that the Lord does it all that it's on him, that he loves us, that he's going to help us walk through every obstacle, that he is going to pull all the weight. When you recognize reality for what it is, you won't feel a need to have that pride to wonder whether you can do it or to congratulate or applaud yourself. My own experience with this, where I was trying to get to the point where I was just simply okay with whatever the Lord wanted to give me, right? There are so many times in my life where I've like desired more. I I want more responsibility. I want more. I want more. I want more. I want more. Because I felt like it would validate me that, oh, the Lord's proud of me. I'm doing a good job. He trusts me, right? I wanted more. And it took me a long time. It's still taking me a long time (laughs) to simply be okay with what he is giving me. And... I've had lots of experiences to help me on this process of overcoming these feelings. But there's one experience in particular that I can think of that really propelled me in a good react in a good direction. It occurred during the April 2020 conference while the youth were speaking when they had the two youth speakers come up. I remember. <laughs> and I had actually specifically been praying about these things. 
that I knew that I should just desire exactly what he wanted and that I wanted to get rid of these desires for more, that I should just be content. I was praying about these things. And rather than giving me more responsibilities and making me feel better for that little while, instead, the Lord, it wasn't showy. It wasn't some crazy, big, overwhelming, visible thing, but he helped me feel that he loved me and that I mattered. And when I felt that and when I when I more fully gained a testimony of the fact that all of his decisions are based on helping me come home and become better. I only wanted what he wanted because I knew it was for the best for me. I, in that moment was able, he was able to help me draw closer to him to feel his love. And in that moment, it was really, really easy to just want what he wanted because I trusted him, because I could feel that he was someone worth trusting. If you want to get to the point where you're the kind of person who is like Mary, who just automatically, here I am, whatever you want. If you want to get to the point where you are that kind of person, draw closer to your Savior. He loves you. He is someone worth trusting. And I say that in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.